Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to this final episode of the year for the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Um, This is the very last episode for 2021, um, which is going out in December, obviously, right before we all go into our Christmas break. And This is a solo episode. You've just got me, just moi, just Holly Marie bringing you a bit of a reflection episode. I put this on our schedule a few months back because I was really feeling like I was in a place where um, there was a lot of transition going on. There was a lot of movement, a lot of growth, a lot of release and shifting. And I didn't really have full clarity about a lot of it at the time. I don't think that I have full clarity on it now either, but I'm definitely um, more clear than what I was about three months ago. So I did put it on the schedule to record this 2021 Reflections episode right here at the end of the year and, and just kind of bring you, I guess, behind the curtain, bring you behind, you know, the public veil a little bit and have a conversation with you as though you were sitting here in the room with me and just sharing, just sharing what's going on in our business this year, what's going on for me personally, what do I know that uh, so far is coming through for 2022, you know, what inklings have I got. So hopefully this episode is something that will appeal to Many of you, I know that we have a lot, a lot of followers who tune in every single episode, every single week, which I just adore and I love. And thank you so much for being so engaged and connected. So um, hopefully this episode will give you a bit of a warm hug for the end of 2021 and wrap things up a little bit neatly before we all go into a rest Um, as a team here at Team Holly Marie. We are shutting down from Christmas through most of January, so we're not going to be creating any content. There's not going to be any podcasts, no Instagram content going on, no email newsletters, um, no blogs, none of that usual stuff that we have spent kind of all year maintaining. Um, it's just it's just going to be quietness and rest and stillness, and we deeply need the time to integrate and to just rest and observe and B. So that's where we are heading. Now, I normally would be recording my solo podcast episodes kind of squirreled away in one of the rooms in my home with better acoustics. I normally sit in, you know, one of the bedrooms and kind of like, you know, tuck myself into a little corner or a closet or something and record. Um, But I just don't feel like moving today, (laughs) to be honest. 
I just really want to sit in my comfortable office chair. So the audio quality might be a little bit different today than it normally is, but I'm sure it will be absolutely fine. I also have my eldest child has already finished school. So you might hear some kid noises in the background or some of the dog barking or me stopping to take a drink, whatever. We're going to have a very, very casual episode here. This is not about being professional or polished. This is just about chatting. Just about chatting as if you were sitting here in my work office with me. So coming into 2021, my word for the year was expansiveness. Now, I'm not like a a big supporter for choosing a word of the year or choosing a theme of the year. It's not um, something that I do religiously every single year. I do think that setting intentions is important, but I'm, I'm not a big spokesperson for, you know, goals or New Year's resolutions or choosing a word for the year. But when my spleen talks and gives me a concept, you know, gives me a sense of what it is that's coming, then I listen and I note it, I note it down. And I have discovered over the last three or four years, my spleen has spoken at the beginning of every year. It's not surprising. I think just rhythmically, that's, that's a time when things have come to a close and we've rested and we're preparing to go into some newness ahead in the new calendar year. Um, I'm also a March baby. I'm a Pisces. So if you're an astrology person, I'm not much of an astrology person, but a little bit. Um, it, you know, really for me, my year begins in March energetically. That's kind of when I uh, come into a, a new sense of what the journey is going to be for the year ahead. So yeah, when I receive a word, I pay attention, right? And I, and I note that down and I reflect on that throughout the year. And so My word for 2021 was expansiveness, not expansion, not expansive, (laughs) expansiveness. And what I really felt that was about was that this year was going to be a sense of expansiveness that, you know, I was going to expand in different ways, but it was, it was always going to be with that sense of, wow, this feels expansive. I think that I naively, as all humans do, definitely foresaw that through the lens of business and thought, oh, wow, we're you know going to have expansion on social media and we're going to have expansion with customers, we're going to have expansion in the team and expansion in money and all of that stuff. And, and some of those things did come to fruition. I think that what I didn't realize was how much of that expansiveness was going to be my personal journey and how deep that was going to call me to go that that was going to require so much of me. I've really, really learned this year the lesson about um, push and pull, you know, to go wide, you've got to go deep. So I'll reflect on more on that a little bit later. But in terms of the business stuff, throughout this year, Team team Holly Marie, THM, as we call ourselves, has had an epic year. (laughs) We've had a really unexpected, unpredictable, hardworking, transformational, exciting year. I mean, we have worked our tails off and it's been, from my perspective, all within the scope of alignment. You know, we've really, as a team of manifestors, we have a core team of all manifestors here at the business. And then I do have some external contractors that do little bits and pieces who are projectors. Um, but other than that, it's it's all manifestor energy up in here. 
And we have really, really pushed ourselves as a team right up to the edges of that place of alignment, right up to that threshold of this is how hard we can work and still stay aligned and still stay in our space. Um, And, you know, identifying when we go over that threshold and now we're in conditioning. Now we're trying to be like generators or manifesting generators, right? Now we're trying to keep up with other people. So I'm not going to say that, that this year for the team was all sunshine and light and rest cycles. And, you know, like we have worked our tails off to, to initiate and create and launch and sell and establish a lot, a lot of things. Um, and that has all been in honor of either my personal creative urges or creative urges from my business. Um, if you know much about human design for business, you can run the the human design chart for your business. Every, every energy has its own design. So everything you create the business that you've got, you know, the house that you're in, the country that you live in, whatever, everything has its own design. And uh, my business is a manifester. It's as well. It's a two, four emotional manifester. I am a four, six splenic manifester. And so I did discover throughout this year that there was a difference between my personal creative urges and then working in service to the creative urges that the business wanted to bring through and just kind of playing around with the puzzle pieces of, you know, how do we strategically do those things and how much energy do we put into each of these things and, you know, what what gets more priority, what gets more weight, how do we really honour both my energy and both and the business's energy. So in total, in total, we have done 14 launches this year, 14 launches in one year, um, which is more than one a month, and that has been phenomenal. I mean, if if you... Think about how much work is involved behind the scenes with launching things. You'll get a, a scope of the idea of how hard my team has had to work consistently to, it's almost this sense of like keeping up, but it hasn't been keeping up with the world or keeping up with a crazy pace. It's it's literally just been kind of keeping up in service to these urges. They all wanted to come. They all wanted to be initiated. They all wanted to be birthed. And sometimes we slowed things down just to be able to meet that, um, you know, and and still honor ourselves and honor our energy and our alignment. So 14 launches, (laughs) every single one of those launches was successful, every single one. Um, And out of those, seven of those were my personal urges. There was about three of them that were pure strategy that were not urges at all. We just looked at, you know, business strategy. We had um, the end of year sale, the Christmas sale um, that is currently running. So like (laughs) grab yourself a bargain with that. Um, We had a flash sale and we also had an early on in the year, we had a bundling of some live stuff that I'd done. And again, like all of that was pure business strategy. It was utilizing things that we could create in a passive way to, to bring some more of that evergreen money in, bring some more of that passive money into the business without us having to do too much more work. Um, and then about four or so of those were the business's creative urges. It's, it's a little bit tricky for me to explain how I know the difference between my urges and the business's urges. I mean, I can immediately hear manifestors out there asking that, like, how do I know? Um, I, it only kind of came into my awareness 
probably around June, I think, this year. And it was because I was working on something. I think it was our our Manifesto Business Bundle. I was working on that and really feeling like this just does not have the same qualities that it normally would. I mean, I feel like it's very important. I feel like this definitely wants to come out, that this is definitely needed by people, that energy needs to go into it. But I don't have that same sense of excitement or adventure or newness, you know, that kind of like drug high that we get as manifestors from initiating our own creative urges. I didn't have that sort of obsessive focus, excitement, thrill about it. I just felt very like this needs to be initiated and I am the person to be in service to initiating it. And that was kind of the first marker point for me to realize, oh, of course, the business is a manifestor, the business is also going to have its own urges. The business is also going to want to initiate things. And so playing around with, um, you know, how much strategy is then involved in that because I rely very heavily on the energetics of a creative cycle, right? When something wants to be initiated, we need very little strategy to get that across the line and to make that be successful and profitable because the energy is already doing most of the work for you. But, um, yeah, we did play as a team with, okay, if this is an urge from the business, then how much strategy is required then if we're in service to this? And so, you know, we kind of went like up and down and sideways and underneath and around in circles and, you know, played with a lot of different ways. And I think that probably at some point later in this year, I might do an episode of kind of behind the scenes of some of our bigger launches. Um, For example, our our launch at the end of this year for the certification program was a six-figure launch. So we hit just over $100,000 on that launch and learned a lot. We learned a whole lot. So I think I might do kind of a separate episode about that for any of you that are interested. In terms of launches, we also did the pivot launch. For those of you who were around for that, we I knew that I was very much heading into another macro urge. I have another podcast episode on macro versus micro urges if you want to go and have a listen to that. But yeah, I, I was very much feeling like, oh, the big urge that I've been under for the last year is closing up. That's it's I'm kind of bored. I'm done. All of these mini micro urges came through for all of that. And I created and initiated and, you know, went really hard and did amazing things. And now there's a new a new big umbrella urge. There's a new big journey taking shape, um, a new macro urge, of course. And that was really what created the birth of the pivot launch is that I knew that I needed to inform. I knew I needed to inform on that. And I just didn't have full clarity about what I was informing of. I I just didn't know um, specifically what direction we were going in or what that was going to look like. I had some clarity about what it would not look like. You know, I didn't want to stay just in the Um, teaching kind of more structural, practical space of human design. I didn't want to continue teaching like um, the elements of the system like that. I felt like it had to be much more expansive, of course. I wanted to include this sense of success and creating a new narrative around success and really start to bring a safety to breaking down a lot of these structures that have held a lot of us 
captive, right, in things that are, are not beneficial for us, are not aligned for us. But beyond that, I didn't have any idea. I didn't know what content was going to look like. I didn't know what things were going to be created and bring in money. Um, I didn't really know how my team was going to be part of that. Um, and and so I didn't, I didn't feel like I had a space to kind of bring any specifics in my informing. What I did feel like I could do was that I could offer myself as very much a six line, as a four six, right, my my six profile line. I very much thought I can offer myself up as a role model here. I can offer myself up as a teacher and say, while I don't know where we're going, I can't tell you what we're pivoting into fully, I can put myself on display and demonstrate how to pivot as a manifester because I've done this before. I've done this hundreds of times. I've done it in business and out of business. And um, that kind of gave birth to this whole this whole pivot launch, right? We had a, a pivot party, which was phenomenal. Um, we had a lot of contributors to that, a lot of people, you know, following it and getting the replay. Um, we had a celebrate a breakthrough campaign where people shared their stories of breakthrough and pivoting. We did a lot of social media content around pivoting, and it it was one of the best launches I think we've ever had this year for a non-monetized launch. We weren't selling anything. It was just just putting a spotlight on ourselves and saying, hey, me as an individual and us as a team, watch us move. <laughs> watch us change direction. Watch us pivot and share your stories and let's all learn from each other as we do it. And I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. And it really showed me that there can be joy in a non-monetized launch, right? That you can uh, put all of this energy and, and strategy and effort into something that's not about money and it's not about sales. And that that has equal, if not more, value. It also showed me too that I'm at this kind of beautiful point in the business where that's not a struggle to do, right? To say, sure, you know, we're going to invest some of our capital into doing a launch that's not going to get us any money. Um, it, I didn't have to question that. I didn't have to doubt that. I just, I knew that we had the money. I knew that we had the space available within the team to do it. And so that felt like a really beautiful moment of reflection too, to say, now I can, I can play with things like this. I can play with things like launching a blog or doing a pivot launch, right? That are not, there's no ROI. There's no return on investment in those. It's, it's not about the money. It's just about the experience. Throughout all of this, throughout um, pretty much from the beginning of this year onwards, we kind of have structurally been working in the behind the scenes of the business with um a new business structure, a new project management system, and we moved into a new tax structure for the business, which is pretty dry. I mean, there's nothing like super exciting about any of that. I, I'm a business geek, so I really enjoy all of those things. But what it demonstrated to me was that these systems are so here to support us. They're so here to support us as manifestors, right? Because the more grounded we can be in these 
systems, the way that you've set up your business, the way that your business is, you know, recording money in going and outgoing and paying tax and dealing with the government, um, the way that you are managing your urges being created and launched and sold and whether you're maintaining them, you know, and sustaining them after that, all of those things create this kind of beautiful fabric underneath us as manifestors. They create this this solid grounding underneath us so that it it gives us more scope to be unpredictable. It gives us more scope to be creative, to expand higher, to go in new directions. I I would not have ever said that those things in business are, you know, exhilarating or fundamentally necessary or, you know, the key to success or any of those things. But I did find in spending, you know, time and energy and research and experimenting and experimenting again and refining and shifting and finally kind of arriving at a place where where it really is working for us, I did find that there was such a um, a kickback. There was such a reciprocation of that effort that going to all of that effort to put this framework underneath us, to put this netting, this fabric, in turn, for me individually and for us as a team, it actually allowed us then to be more inconsistent, be more unpredictable, um, be more creative, express things in new ways because there was an inherent safety now with all of this underneath us so it also really showed me how incredibly organized manifestors can be (laughs) right when when we want to be so in terms of kind of uh some of the other areas of business our our income has been an amazing year we have quadrupled our revenue um almost five times our revenue from last year from 2020 um through to the end of 2021 which is just amazing it's it's just been an a challenging wonderful experience um it's definitely challenged a lot of my beliefs challenged the energy of receiving we've had hiccups we've had celebrations we we deliberately brought a lot of celebration into the team we now do a launch celebration after every single launch where we share how it went we share the finances but we also share the experience um I was able to introduce paying bonuses for my core team members, which was a phenomenal experience. You know, we share gifts, we play games with each other. Um, We bought fun, we bought play, we brought celebration in. And I think that that was one of the core elements that really impacted our experience around money as a business. In terms of staffing, I did start off the year by doubling my team because the size of the business had grown so much um, pretty quickly within kind of a a four-month period. So I doubled my team um, and then now arriving at the end of the year, we've actually halved the team again. You know, people have um, come in temporarily and moved on or I haven't felt a connection with staff members anymore and so we've ended those relationships or you know, it's been a variety of reasons but I would have thought that I knew a lot I knew a lot about management and I knew a lot about staffing because I've been in the business game for for over a decade and I've you know been in HR and management and training and ownership for that time and I'm still learning new things about managing a team of remote contractors, about really paying close attention to energy and 
trusting my intuitive sense of what is energetically happening when I'm not, I'm not directly in an office. I'm not seeing what staff members are doing. You know, it's very much a trust system. And so part of that has been learning to trust myself that when I feel like something is off, it's because it's off. When I feel like things are going great, it's because things are going great. So one of the major things that we invested in this year as a business was investing in working with an energetic channeler, an energetic healer. So we have been working with the divine Emily Mearns. Um, You can find her on Instagram at Emily Mearns. And uh, she is a cosmic guide and energy channeler. Um, she and I have been friends for a very, very long time and have always kind of worked with each other in, in many capacities. She's a 3-5 emotional projector. Um, and she has been one of the uh, consistent, regular kind of external service providers to the business throughout most of this year. We have worked with her every single month, on some occasions every single week, depending on what the business was experiencing, to... Um, tap into the energy of the business, into my energy, into the energy of every single team member. She has been clearing energy, healing energy, um, bringing downloaded information, bringing guidance. Um, she's been cutting cords. She's been um, moving us onto timelines, you know, new quantum timelines. And, you know, I know a lot of that sounds very fluffy. That sounds very like woo-woo, like <laughs> energy in business is one thing, but then, you know, having an energy channeler is is a whole other thing. And I, I probably 12 months ago would have said the same thing, right? I probably would have said, look, that's a little bit just too spiritual. It's a little bit too much. But I promise you, hands down, Hands down, that has been one of probably the top three key elements in our expansion and our growth this year. Even just the ability to collapse the gaps, right? So instead of me feeling like something is off, then trying to grasp onto that sense, then trying to identify what in reality is actually occurring, right? What's the evidence? What am I seeing versus what am I sensing? And then identifying how that came to be, you know, who is at the center of that? What do I need to do in response? What's the solution? Then trying to like repair and recover and rebuild after that. And that could be something as simple as, you know, a system is not working, a platform that we're using is not working, or a person in the team is not working, or it could be that, you know, I I am off, I need rest, or I'm not listening to guidance, or, you know, something is trying to come through and it's being ignored. The ability to have somebody who brings all of that regularly has collapsed so much time it has collapsed so much time and I swear to you, it has sped things up over here in this business where I previously would have spent two to three months kind of journeying through these complications each time and now it's it's over and done with in a week because as soon as I get an inkling sense of it, the guidance comes through, the message comes through, we're able to energetically clear it, we're able to energetically connect to new things. Um, And it's also been a really cool source of validation for me as a splenic manifesto. I don't often get validation, if ever. (laughs) I kind of like follow these weird urges and follow these weird like inklings and senses. And sometimes I see in retrospect that there was a reason that it needed to be that way, but often no, it just sort of all works out. Um, So having this sort of like real-time guidance that says, hey, yeah, 
that thing that you just felt, that is correct. That is valid. Go after that. I, that has given me a lot more confidence in that space. And I didn't even think that I was lacking confidence in it, you know? So it, that's really moved me into new new levels and new spaces. It's given me uh, a sense of trust within myself and how I'm being supported um, to be willing to take on bigger urges, be willing to open myself to urges that are perhaps not so immediately able to be initiated, but require more work and more time and more surrender and more faith in order to, to birth them and bring them through. So um, if that's something that you're interested in for your own business, definitely go and check out Emily Mearns. I mean, it's, it's a, a game changer. It's a game changer. Um, we... Also, of course, you know, you're listening to the podcast. Um, the podcast has played a pretty key role for us this year. I mean, I started this podcast just thinking, well, you know, I can talk. <laughs> like Podcasts are fun. That sounds fun. And and over the time that I've been doing it, I mean, we're at about our 70-something episode, 77th episode, I think. Um, over the time of recording it, I've realized just how powerful this manifesto voice is that I can sit here and I can just speak into a microphone and I don't we do barely anything else we strategically do barely anything else and that gets shared globally I mean there are um, literally over a thousand listeners per episode Um, at this point in time we're at nearly 50,000 downloads Uh, it's crazy we we um, are really blessed now to rank in the top 10 podcasts in more than 17 different countries in business and entrepreneurship and spirituality categories. Um, it's brought a lot of amazing people, a lot of amazing people into my space, into friendship with me, into this community. So that's been really beautiful to kind of sit back and watch. And it's been a great reminder for me whenever I get caught up in a bit more of that rat race and think, I need to do more, I need to create more content or I need to work harder or I need to keep up with everybody else. I look at the podcast and I think, no, there's my evidence, right? I don't I don't actually need to. I, I have this ability, I have this superpower to just speak and that's all that's needed. When I speak, it manifests. When I speak, the energy then goes out and orchestrates for me. And the podcast is a beautiful, like living, breathing, regular reminder of that for me. I think strategically where I struggled in the business this year was with social media. <laughs> I mean, like manifests everywhere are like, holla, <laughs> freaking social media. I, I did not struggle with the algorithm or, you know, with knowing what to post or any of that stuff. I just struggled fairly consistently throughout the year with this sense of why do I put so much work into this for such a little gain? Why is it that I create so much content and, you know, we design it and we schedule it and I write captions and we get hashtags and I do stories and all that kind of stuff. And and the growth that we get in our audience is so small. And I'm laughing a little bit at myself as I say this realistically because, you know, in the last year we have more than tripled our, our audience numbers on Instagram in particular. Um, you know, and our Facebook group is amazing and that grows so easily and so regularly. And, um, 
you know, our, our email list continues to grow. We have Pinterest set up and that really kind of takes care of itself. But it's just been this kind of burdened sense on me, particularly in reference to Instagram, where I've just thought there is so much energy going to this. There is so much focus. There is so much fixation and obsession with this is, I've got to be here and I've got to be present and I've got to produce stuff and it's it's got to suit the algorithm and it's also got to suit the audience and it's also got to suit me and it's, you know, kind of got to meet all of these things. And when I feel like I, I personally am putting so much effort into that and then my team is putting so much effort into that and then, you know, we get 10 new followers a week, right? And that has made me so angry, It's made me so, so angry. And there have been a lot of times where I've thought, I just want to burn it all down. I just want to pull out and I want to burn it all down and I want to walk away and I want to give no more shits about social media at all. And the thing that has kept me there is realizing this this is the community that has been built. And, you know, I'm, I'm not taking that away from you guys. I have this real sense that, you know, the manifestors that are in this community they need it. You need it. This this is a home for you. This is a place of safety and security and belonging and healing and being seen. And I'm not going to be the person that takes that away just because I'm having a tantrum <laughs> about trying to keep up with a sacral system. Um, so I, I went through more of a personal journey with that and really started reflecting on why do I have these beliefs about Instagram and why do I put so much energy into it? And why is it so angering when it doesn't grow for me? And, you know, what really came through was, you know, correct, Holly, why are you putting so much energy into it, right? Like, why, why is this such a fixation? Stop. Stop doing so much. It was very, very clear that the message was do less to receive more. In fact, I mean, that's been kind of a regularly occurring theme over the last month or so in the business. And so as a team, we're going into 2022 with that kind of core motto of, do less to receive more. We're going to actively work on how do we do less, right? Like um, what's, is it the quote from Coco Chanel or something like put all of your accessories on, but before you leave the house, take one thing off (laughs) with everything that we create, we're going to have a look at, does this all need to be here? Can we actually be doing less to be receiving more? And so I've been, I've been approaching Instagram with that. I've been playing with reels because they seemed fun. I've been playing with memes because they seemed just like lighthearted and easy. And even though I'd spent six months resisting making memes because I thought, oh, our page doesn't really fit that aesthetic and it will be confusing to people. And, you know, we're not a memes page. And of course, you know, classic universe, like slapping me over the head, I I posted memes and they're our best performing content. (laughs) Like They're very easy. They're very funny. They're very light. Um, And they bring more of that sense of belonging. So, you know, I don't really know what social media holds for 2022, but I do think that I'm in a much different place with it now than I ever have been before, you know, genuinely kind of making my own rules with it and and just seeing where that goes. So that's it on the business front, right? A little bit on the personal side for you. Um, This year has been... I, you know, I've said to some of my friends that this year has been the hardest year of my life. And I, that's challenging for me to say and, and to really mean, although it's true, um, you know, because I have a, 
I have a very kind of checkered history. You know, I have a lot of trauma from my childhood. I have, uh, you know, a lot of family trauma and abuse trauma. Um, I was very, very sick for 18 years. You know, I had a, a fatal illness. I, I had a year where I like lost my multi-million dollar business you know I've had um, miscarriages and relationship breakdowns, and um, you know like it nearly went bankrupt <laughs> and you know classic line six like did it all before I was 30 but I, this year this year has challenged me in ways that I have never in my life experienced I have been called so relentlessly to go deep within myself so relentlessly there have been days where I have cried just to myself to say whoever is calling me my spleen my soul the guides the whoever is pulling the strings please stop please give me a break please let me breathe because I have been called into revisiting all of my trauma all of my trauma, releasing emotions around that trauma, um, looking at how my central nervous system has been storing that, reprogramming my central nervous system. I've been doing somatic work. I've been looking at my beliefs and my deepest, deepest core fears around success, growth, business, where I've been hurt before. Look, I looked at money. Um, you know, I, in 2020, it was all about mastery for me. And that was so fun because I learned how much I can master, how much I can learn, how quickly I can do that. Um, I got so many qualifications. It reestablished me on a new path. And to go from that in 2020 to deep retrieval in 2021 was a bit of a sharp turner, you know, sharp corner turn. It, it was very... I had to do deep body healing. I had to do deep soul healing. I had to release. I had to reform my identity over and over and over and over again. And I was doing that at the same time as maintaining this business that was kind of blowing up. It was expanding really quickly and it was very abundant and we were receiving a lot and taking on new team members and new systems and a new, you know, uh, community, new audience, creating new things, getting them out. Um, and often that felt like a dichotomy. Often it felt like I am this emotional shit show over here. And yet on the public side, it looks so well put together. Um, and I genuinely would have said before this experience that I had done the healing work, right? I, I don't think healing work is ever done, but you know, I would have said that I had done the bulk of it. I'd done the major stuff. And this year taught me that there was all of these unconscious places yet to be uncovered. I went through deep unconscious deconditioning, deep somatic practice. Um, like I said, trauma work, body healing, central nervous system regulation. I have had more conversations with my body this year than I think I've had in my entire life. <laughs> And I, I'm not keen to repeat it. To be really honest, I'm not keen to repeat it. I'm very much in this place right now where the depth of that work has stopped. It's come to its conclusion and I'm integrating. I need to rest. I, I need to reflect. I'm not yet feeling the glow and the joy of, of all of that, you know, all of the expansion that that deepness brings. But I do know that 
the deeper you go, the wider it allows you to be. So deep and wide, deep and wide. That's kind of been part of my mantra for this year is just keep going deeper because the deeper you go, Holly, the wider it'll be. Um, and that's been, yeah, that's been, that's been powerful. And I, I really think that that will very much come to fruition in 2022. Um, I, I did also, you know, kind of on more of a personal front to, you know, Australia has gone through a very challenging year. Um, politically, there were some very poor decisions made. It had a very big impact on Australia in terms of the coronavirus. And um, we have lived a lot of this year under fear and terror and heavy, heavy restrictions, very, very heavy restrictions. So um, we had a four-month complete lockdown and, you know, lockdown in our state in Australia is um, one person from the house per day can go out for one hour to get essentials. So you can go to the supermarket, to, to the grocery store, or you can go and get medical treatment and that's it. Right. So um, no school, you know, no ability to go to work. All of the shops are shut. You can't travel. You can't go anywhere. We had actually tried to sneak away. I mean, we we haven't traveled since COVID began and travel is such a significant part of my ability to maintain my energy and kind of that adventure for me. Um, And so we were feeling pretty desperate after like a, a big lockdown last year. And then a very subdued Christmas. We'd also just come off the back of bushfires. And, uh, you know, we finally, finally snuck in a little weekend away to the snow. It was in August, beginning of August. And, you know, we got down there and it was like this breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is what I needed. Change of scenery, leaving the house, getting into a new place. Like this just, you know, I just felt like all of my bones were unraveling. I, I felt fresh. I felt new. We were meant to be there for four days, 24 hours in lockdown got called <laughs> and we had to rush back home, come into lockdown, immediately went into, you know, four months of distance learning with three kids. I've got, um, a 12-year-old, an 11-year-old, and an 8-year-old. So they were all requiring learning. My husband was home um, from his full-time job. So, you know, doing all of his work from home. He also has a business that he runs on the side. And it just, ah, it was traumatizing. It was traumatizing. We had the same experience in 2020 and I felt shattered afterwards. And so coming into the, the same thing again in 2021, I nearly just fell to pieces. I, you know, as soon as it started, I was so scared that it was going to be a repeat of how hard it had been in 2020. Um, that I, I, I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to scream. I wanted to stamp my feet. I was in a deep rest cycle. I was exhausted. There was no option. There was no option for me to maintain the business like nothing, nada. I could not give to my children and to the business. And so blessedly, like all of this work that we had done earlier in the, the year as a team to establish new staffing roles, establish new system, new project management, all of that kind of stuff, all the work that we'd done to build up our passive regular income on payment plans and passive products and all of that, that was what saw me through. You know, I informed my team, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be schooling my kids for who knows how long it's an indefinite it was an indefinite lockdown and um my team carried us 
my team carried us through that that time. We had successful launches. We had plenty of money coming in. I went days and days at a time without doing anything on the business. And then I would maybe pop in for an hour <laughs> to, to write something little or um, I don't think that I did any calls. I did maybe three or so calls, you know, Zoom calls over that time. I, I am deeply grateful to my team for that. And I am also deeply grateful to my own willingness to follow those intuitive senses earlier in the year to set things up when there didn't really seem like a need to be doing all of that work. But it turns out there was a need. If I if all of that behind the scenes work had not been done prior to the lockdown, the business would have nearly collapsed during the lockdown. I wouldn't have been able to bring in money to to pay my staff or, you know, to pay for our bills. Um and so that made that lockdown experience for me not about business at all. It it made it a personal experience. I had to change my routines. I had to let go of old structures that I thought were still serving me in my personal life, but they weren't. I had to assess, you know, belief systems. Um, it was when I was going through a lot of the trauma work, a, a lot of that somatic healing work. And being at home for four months allowed me the space to do that. Um, it challenged my marriage in the, in the best ways, right? It really kind of pushed my husband into his own spiritual awakening, his own unraveling. And that brought us closer. It brought us into more intimacy together. Um, it it changed dynamic structures within our family in terms of parenting and, um, relationships and communication. And I, uh, you know, we've been out of lockdown for about four weeks now, and I genuinely believe that it made us stronger. I really think that as a family and as individuals in our businesses, you know, in our energy, it's it's made us stronger. But it was exceptionally hard. It was exceptionally hard to do, and I I, I am just proud of that experience. You know, and I can't I can't reflect on twenty twenty one without noting how significant that was. So. Okay, that's enough of a wrap-up. <laughs> that's like 45 minutes of wrap-up for the year. I'm going to quickly share with you before I go just some of the things that I know about 2022. I don't know everything. I'm still a manifester, right? Like I don't have any like full, you know, 12 months calendar year set up. I don't have any like projects planned out or things strategically put in place. I only know what has come through so far. I've had a couple of, you know, like little mini urges and um, some some bigger urges that are taking time. And um, I want to share that with you. I want to inform you so that if you're hanging around for 2022, you know, be ready, be ready to receive. So for me, 2022 is... And I've really only just identified this in in the past couple of days, but 2022 is about me utilizing my four line, right? For the last year, I've been very much in my six line, very much being the teacher, the role model, you know, bringing kind of like integrated wisdom and and learning and knowledge to people. Um, That's been amazing. It's been so powerful. It's really transformed things for people and it's transformed me as I've done it. But I've been kind of largely ignoring my four line and I didn't realize the reason that I was doing that until I went through a lot of this healing work this year. And I, it's because there is a fear associated, right? There's a, 
a um, a wounding associated with the four. Four requires intimacy. That four line, the opportunist, is all about intimate relationships. It's all about connection, um, community, network, but with this underpinning of emotional safety. It's a it's an emotional adhesive that brings people together in intimate, meaningful, deep, powerful ways. And I I needed to find safety in that. I needed to find safety in doing that on a public level safety that I did I did not have I did not feel safe doing that publicly and I think as one of the byproducts of doing all of this personal work I now do I now do feel safe utilizing that so 2022 is going to be much more about the four line much more about people relationships intimacy um, as part of that I'm going to be putting a lot more focus on moving out of the digital space I've been in the digital space for nearly three years straight. I'm I'm tired. I'm bored. I want something different. I want a new adventure. Um, I want to do things differently. I want to connect with people differently. So as a team, we're putting a lot more focus on in-person. <laughs> in-person work. Yes. So in 2022, I'm going to be traveling. There will be plenty of travel involved. You will see me in the United States more than once. Um, we will be doing VIP days. We will be doing a manifesto retreat weekend. I am going to do my damnedest to also get to Europe as well um, and, you know, open those opportunities to Europe. We have such a beautiful following from Europe. Um, I used to speak fluent German and lost it when I left school, but I am now blessed to live next door to a German family um, and one of whom has a PhD in linguistics and is has kindly offered to reteach me German. So I am going to be relearning German and really, really hoping to bring something to Germany for all of the Germans that are out there listening. I know there's so many of you. So I would love to be able to just come to your country and give you an in-person experience and as much as I possibly can do it in your language so that you can really receive it in a meaningful way. Um, keep your eyes peeled for all of the information coming out about in-person stuff. Like I said, that's going to become the core focus of the business for 2022. So I, I will be out. I will be out and about and traveling internationally. At the moment, I can travel more easily internationally than I can within the borders of Australia, which is <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, there is also the continued work on the, the book that I am writing. I, for those of you who have kind of heard my mentions of that before, um, I'm in the very long initiation process of getting a publishing deal Um that's been challenging, but it's very much been a macro urge. It's been a huge creative urge that has required a lot of patience and a lot of surrender and a lot of trust. And so 2022 is very, very much the year of the book. It's very much, you know, stepping into that final stage, um, getting the publishing deal finalizing the manuscript, getting that book actually published. So I don't have any timeline on that. I'm just sharing that with you because that's going to that's gonna be a feature somewhere in the year. Um, I also do have another major urge that has come through for something called Success School. Success School. Can't tell you too many more details about that just yet. It's going to take a long time to initiate that and bring all the things together, but that's going to be very collaborative. That's not just about me. That's going to be a collection of teachers and um, 
spokespeople and experts in all areas of success, right? We are in 2022, we are redefining success. We are writing a new narrative of what success actually is, how you experience it, how how it comes to you, how to maintain it. Um, and I can't think of anybody better to lead the way with that than manifestors, right? The people who go first. Um, and then on a, you know, a more strategic business front, I'm going to be looking into a lot more PR this year, you know, kind of getting out of that individual Instagram space or Facebook space or whatever, you know, I'm, I will be putting my effort into, uh, I think getting myself established into different audiences and in front of different people and, and really, you know, using these abilities that we have for public relations in the online space, right? Like using that, that internet capacity for my, my own gain and, and my own growth, not, not about um, celebrity status. It's about recognition, right? Recognition of work, um, recognition of teaching, bringing, bringing more people. There's, I just feel like there are, there are more corners of the world. There are more pockets of the world that I really, really want to, want to get into. And I, I really, really want to connect with those people as well. So um, yeah, behind the scenes, there'll be, there'll be quite a bit more PR work going on over here. So that's it. I've now been talking for nearly an hour. (laughs) Thank you to those of you who have listened this entire way through. I hope something has been um, helpful in this episode. I hope there's been, you know, some clarity, some connection, some wisdom that has struck you, that has resonated with you and um, has provided at least a little bit of transformation, you know, for you and your own journey. So I, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my very, very big four-line manifesto heart, thank you so much for being here this year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to every person who has shared a podcast episode, commented on a post, DM'd me, emailed me, purchased programs, been in the Facebook group. Um, Just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Even if all you've ever done is just listen to a podcast episode, I feel your energy and I appreciate you. You are not a number. You are not a statistic. You are a meaningful, energetic connection to me. So I'm so humbled by the thousands and thousands of people that continue to engage, continue to connect, continue to want to be here for this journey and continue to just encourage me to to change direction and to do new things, right? It's such I have such a beautiful audience of people who cheer me on to do that. So thank you for being one of that, you know, one of the people in those that audience. Um that's all. That's all I'm going to share about that. I wish you the most amazingly rested Christmas and New Year's. I will be chatting to you all and seeing you all in January and hopefully seeing you in person somewhere later in the year so I can give you all a big cuddle (laughs) and connect with you face to face. Um, Thank you for listening to this episode. Until 2022, that is over and out for me. And as always, my loved ones, please keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. 
If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at the Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.